Welcome to Plant-Based on Fire, the podcast that ignites your passion for plant-based businesses. Real Men Eat Plants is proud to host this show, where we shine a spotlight on the latest and greatest plant-based companies making waves in the industry. From startups to established brands, we'll explore what sets these businesses apart, what challenges they faced, and what their vision for a more sustainable and ethical food future looks like. So if you're hungry for some fresh insights, inspiring stories, and a healthy dose of entrepreneurial spirit, then join us on Plant-Based on Fire, brought to you by Real Men Eat Plants. Hello and welcome to Plant Based on Fire, your podcast where we talk about plant-based businesses and their inspiring stories to thrive in the industry. I'm your host, Brian, and today we have a very amazing guest. Olivia Von Etten is the visionary founder of Blondie's Bamboo. It's a pioneering company at the forefront of the ready-to-drink bamboo tea. It was born in Wadsboro, North Carolina, and Olivia is a trailblazing first-generation female bamboo farmer with a profound passion for sustainability and repurposing resources. She has a deep understanding of bamboo's potential, and Olivia specializes in the removal of unwanted bamboo and transforms it into innovative products, recognizing the need for sustainable alternatives, Blondie's Bamboo utilizes bamboo tea to fund research into bamboo-activated charcoal and sustainable bamboo tiny homes. While many people view bamboo as an invasive species, Olivia perceives it as one of the world's most renewable resources on the planet. And through her dedication and endeavors to plant, grow, and cultivate sustainable solutions that are going to shape a brighter future for all of us. So I am so thrilled to have you here, Olivia, on this journey and learn more about your business and the vision for the future. So without further ado, Olivia Von Etten, everyone. Hey, everybody. I'm Olivia. Nice to meet you guys. Thanks for having me on the podcast. I'm really excited to be here and share my vision of Blondie's Bamboo with you all. That is so awesome. It's such a unique and different thing. I've not, I mean, I got to taste it a few months back and I was just blown away by the the flavors that it brings out and who knew bamboo tea. Um, So tell me a little bit more about your journey on becoming this first generation bamboo farmer and how did you get Blondie's bamboo started? Yeah, so it's kind of a crazy story. Um, Several years ago, I was living in Southeast Florida and I was doing a tropical fruit internship on a permaculture farm down there in the Everglades. And uh, I was living very remote. I'd never done any type of farming ever in my life. I just kind of got thrown into it. And I went from living in a suburb in North Carolina here to living out in the middle of nowhere in a compost, um, in a container home and, you know, using a composting toilet, doing solar power showers, living really off the grid and kind of seeing what, you know, sustainability has to offer and learning about all these new ventures. And so I fell in love with farming and, 
you know, I don't know about you, but I'm a real lazy farmer and I don't want to have to keep planting over and over again. And so I was trying to find a sustainable crop that I could plant and, you know, harvest from for years to come. And so I did a lot of research and learned about bamboo. And it's kind of funny, actually, because I had um, gone to a bamboo forest out in Cherokee, North Carolina when I was 16 and fell in love with just how beautiful the plant was and not even really knowing how sustainable or renewable bamboo was. And, you know, I ended up having to move back here to North Carolina. So I was trying to figure out what can I do? How can I start farming? And, you know, I started doing a lot of research and realized that bamboo is one of the most renewable resources on the planet. You can do literally anything and everything with it. You can wear it. You can build with it. You can cook with it. You can drink it, which I had no idea. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, I started my journey with uh, bamboo farming. And basically what happened was I created a business plan to become a bamboo farmer and farm it as a sustainable crop. And what happened was the U.S. government ended up denying me of a of a farm loan. They didn't consider bamboo a farmable crop because of how invasive it is. And, you know, it's actually illegal in New Jersey. It's outlawed because of how invasive it is. So I had to work around um, trying to change the perception of bamboo, which was really insane um, with that part. So you know, I just started going out and seeing what I could do. And I drove around all over Concord and Kannapolis and Wadesboro and you name it. I drove and anywhere I found bamboo, I'd knock on the door and I'd ask them, hey, can I come and cut your bamboo down for you? Do you want it? And every single time they wanted me to cut it down. So what I started doing was taking a um, unwanted plant and repurposing it into different products. And from there, I had to figure out what I was going to do with it. Yeah, that's amazing. So it's it's such a unique thing. Like we're both based in Charlotte, North Carolina, really. And so uh, that's how we met at a different event around town. And so you literally walk up to people's doors and knock on their door and say, hey, can I take all this beautiful bamboo you have in your backyard away? And yeah. they say, please, it's growing everywhere. They're like, get rid of it, please. Here, I'll offer my firstborn child to you. Right. I actually went to a property here in Kannapolis to go harvest. And uh, the guy happened to be there while I was driving around and you know, he said, I've been trying to get rid of this bamboo for years and years. And the problem with bamboo is um, it's very difficult to uproot. You know, it's 18 inches in the ground. So if you don't know how to properly harvest it and get rid of it, it grows back over three feet a day. Wow, that's incredible. And and I don't I mean, I moved here six, seven years ago, and I'd never thought like bamboo grows in North Carolina. That seems like a China thing. You know yeah. what I mean? But literally any place that doesn't quite mm -hmm. freeze, there's bamboo probably growing. Yeah, pretty much. So there's over 1500 different species of bamboo. Um, there's a couple different varieties that grow here in North Carolina. We are considered a cold hardy climate. So there's only certain varieties that grow. You have two of your main varieties of bamboo, the first being a monopodial bamboo, which is an individual plant that grows outward and produces six different plants around it. That's the invasive kind. That's the kind mm -hmm. we have here. And then you have um, sympodial, which is clumping bamboo that grows in a clump. And that's the one that most people are familiar with. It grows mm. in China, um, you know, Southeast Asia, Philippines. They use it in Bali a lot to um, produce different types of tiny home um, structures and structures built out of bamboo. 
Yeah. And so you, you take the bamboo and tell us about like this activated charcoal side of it. And then the tea side of it, like I would have never thought you could drink bamboo. And then I met you and we're here, we are drinking it and it's delicious. So yeah, it's uh it's really interesting. Nobody in the United States has ever heard of bamboo tea. I've never heard of bamboo tea. I had collected so much product when I was harvesting and I'm like trying to figure out what can I do with this? How can I be sustainable and use the entirety of the plant? And what I researched is in China, they would boil the bamboo leaves and drink it for upset stomach and digestive issues. Mm -hmm. So I made my first batch of bamboo tea and um, I prayed to God that it wouldn't kill me. And thankfully it didn't. So, <laughs> you know, it's, um, it's one of those things that I've just been learning as I go. And then I found out about bamboo activated charcoal and they use it in Kenya as a, another um, sustainable source for cooking because they take the bamboo and they turn it into charcoal briquettes and then they cook with it. And what it does is it gives the food a really delicious bamboo flavoring. Mm. It also offsets the carbon by 35%. Um, bamboo produces way more oxygen than trees, which is insane. It's technically a grass. so it's it's um, to think that a grass could produce more oxygen than trees is crazy to me. Um, but, you know, one of the things I love about bamboo is that you can do literally anything and everything with it. So the problem that I've had is um, trying to reprogram the paradigm people have about bamboo and the perception of it being an invasive species. So what I'm doing is taking an unwanted plant repurposing it and finding new uses that can help, um, you know, our communities. Absolutely. My goodness. It's such, such an incredible thing. That's just one little way that we can unlock some sustainability around this planet that we so desperately need on so many levels. So not only do you, uh, you harvest it and, and help the people around here, you're eating it, you're drinking it kind of a thing. And talk to us about this bamboo architectural design degree yeah. that you have. Yeah, so it's kind of um, insane. During COVID, I wanted to go to Bali to do an 11-week bamboo architectural build course. And you go to Bali, you learn how to take this um, plant and restructure it into these beautiful designs. And... I fell in love with learning how to build and living in a container home when I lived in Florida taught me that there's other ways to have sustainable housing besides just our normal, you know, brick or wood. So with the bamboo tiny home structures, what I really want to do is offer a place for people to come and have hope and healing. I want to have a 20 acre bamboo farm filled with different tiny home structures made out of bamboo where people can come and learn about the sustainability and renewability and even learn how to possibly build their own tiny home one day. That is awesome. Yeah. I look forward to trying to send my kids to the, to the, uh, school, school trip there to learn all about that. Exactly. So, I mean, I, I think most people probably understand as bamboo grows really fast and is a truly uh, sustainable thing, but I guess I think of bamboo as, as something that you can make some good bamboo floors yeah. out of or yep. a bamboo cutting board or something, but uh, I mean, how do you see the sustainability-ness of, of bamboo and its impact on generations? Yeah, for sure. So when I first got into um, bamboo, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to create, you know, hardwood flooring out of bamboo, different types of handcrafted items, um, different clothing and things. And 
what I learned is that the processing of bamboo requires so much chemical additives that that's why nobody in the United States is doing it right now. Um, in order to you know, create these different types of hardwood floorings built out of bamboo. You have to completely strip the bamboo, plane it, glue it together, you know, flatten it and heat it. And it's such an expensive process that a lot of people aren't doing it here. And so what I'm trying to do is figure out how to create these different structures out of bamboo, different types of um, products out of bamboo that are sustainable, that don't use any type of chemicals, that don't have these extreme processing um, that they have to go through in order to create a beautiful project. Um, you know, with, with bamboo, if you treat it correctly and you know how to work with it, it'll last mm -hmm. for 60 to 80 years. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the only thing you have to worry about is getting rid of the termites and, you know, just natural bugs that that eat bamboo because it is a grass. And I don't know if you've ever had bamboo shoots before, but it's um, it's a widely eaten, um, you know, vegetable that comes from the shoot of the bamboo. And it's like yeah. very sugary. So a lot of bugs are attracted to it. So what we do is we treat the bamboo with borax and boric acid solution, and that keeps it going for years and years to come. And, you know, what I love is that uh, one bamboo plant will be harvestable for the next 60 to 80 years, which means that, you know, the sustainability of not having to replant something every single year and just letting it naturally grow on its own mm -hmm. and reap the harvest from it. I think that's huge. You know, so many farmers are aging out of the agricultural industry because of how, you know, exhausting it is on the physical body and, and how much work it requires. And they don't have anybody to pass their farms off to. And so, you know, being a first generation farmer and realizing that we got to think outside of the box when it comes to farming and that we don't just have to go with the normal crop, that there's so many different ways that we can farm. And if we just teach our children the education about agriculture and learning how to incorporate their own passions into it, I mean, agriculture can be, you know, going on for years and years and years to come. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I have my little garden out back here, yeah. but I mean, you're really focused on the, the tea as one of your main forays into educating people about the bamboo. So talk to us about the, the tea itself and what kind of differentiates your tea from something that I might be able to get off of Amazon from China. I mean, I, I'm yeah. sure that's on there someplace, right? Oh, yeah. Fulfillment by Amazon literally has everything. But the beautiful part about what I'm doing and that sets me apart from other bamboo tea companies is that most companies just offer you a little packet of a few bamboo leaves that you make at home and you have to pour the hot water and add your ingredients. And what I do is I take the unwanted plant, I dry my leaves myself so it's locally sourced, and then I create the tea, I add the ingredients, and then I put it in a bottle so it's already ready to drink, it's easily accessible, and it's cold and delicious. You know, I think a big reason people have been weary about bamboo tea is that they're not familiar with it. They don't know anything about it you know they hear that it helps with hair growth but they have no idea the benefits um, and how rich it is in dietary silica and dietary silica is uh, a chemical compound that's responsible for forming our hair skin and nails um, helps with bone density and it also helps with internal inflammation and digestive issues so when you drink my bamboo tea you know what I've learned is that my customers have instant results from drinking 
drinking a full bottle, which, you know, you go and you buy a sweet tea. Sorry, there's a bunch of crazy motorcycles around here. No <laughs> but, worries. Uh, you go and you buy a sweet tea, you buy an Arizona tea from the gas station, right? Sure, mm -hmm. it tastes good, you know, but it's filled with sugar. It's filled with, you know, things that aren't good for your body. And I'm not in the business of tea. I'm in the business of wellness and educating people on the health benefits of bamboo and how it can help you if you just add it to your diet. Absolutely. Yeah. And so you've got, you've got what, four or five flavors out right now mm -hmm. of the bamboo tea tea? Yeah, so currently, uh, I know it's a mouthful. So yeah. <laughs> um, we have an elderberry sweetened bamboo tea. We have a original unsweetened lemon ginger bamboo tea. We have an unsweetened hibiscus bamboo tea and a lavender bamboo tea that we just added. And we use very locally sourced ingredients from other farmers. I get the hibiscus local. I get the lavender local. The elderberry honey I put in my sweet. Um, I get all of my ingredients local because we join together with our other farmers. So that way we can support other people's businesses. And, you know, it's not about, um, it's not about just selling a product, right? It's about coming together as a community and seeing what we mm -hmm. can offer to support these other small businesses. Um, we're actually getting ready to launch our CBD bamboo tea, which I'm really excited about. It's going to be a full spectrum. Very CBD. Cool. So that's yeah. going to be our next project. That is awesome. I do have a little bit of lavender growing over here. So when you need some more, call me. We can yeah. talk about getting you to harvest some of that. Oh my so gosh. that's exciting. So I was going to ask you, what what is some of the other research and, and new products that you're hoping to push out over the next six months? So it's the CBD line. Anything else beyond that? or? So we're doing the CBD um, bamboo tea, and then we're also doing a Delta 9 bamboo tea as well with that. So my business partner, Steve, he um, is a part of CBD Digital World Online, and he manufactures CBD products for wholesale distribution. So we're partnering together to offer a unique tea that has never been done before mm -hmm. um, that's going to, you know, be an additional item for people to drink who, you know, want a non-alcoholic beverage that'll help relax them, you know, at the end of the day or whatever. And, you know, just expanding. So that way we're not just with one target market, but we have, you know, multiple avenues to serve people. That is amazing. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to seeing some of those come out soon. So, you know, we're trying to help other plant-based businesses around town as well on that front. So what advice do you have for, people interested in pursuing that kind of business model and helping create their own version of a sustainable business and yeah. repurposing materials. Yeah. So what I've realized in business is that it's not about the products you sell, but the stories you tell. And if you lead with passion, persistence, and a definite major purpose in life, you can go as far as you want. You know, whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, either way, you're right. And mm -hmm. so I believe for myself today that if I'm doing what I love and if I'm waking up every day loving what I do, the rest will come, you know, and if I put people in the core of my foundation and sustainability at the core of my foundation, then the money will follow and people will support what we're doing. Yeah. And I mean, ever since the moment I first heard you start talking, I can feel your passion around the bamboo from every little aspect of what you're trying to build with your business. So congratulations yeah, on your successes you. so far. So um, how can people support your business? How do we get in touch? 
Absolutely. So you can check out my website. It's blondiesbamboo.com. You can follow me on Instagram or on TikTok. It's Blondie's Bamboo. And that's really where I educate my consumers about what it's like harvesting bamboo, you know, how invasive it can be and how to treat bamboo that you have on your own property. Um, I'm also located at several different farmers markets in Charlotte. I'm at South End Farmers Market every single Saturday, and I'm at Camp North End every second and fourth Wednesday. So there's a couple different avenues for you to reach me at. And hopefully within the next six months, we'll be signing a retail contract here with Earth Fair and Whole Foods. Awesome. Yeah, we can't wait to see you get a little bit more national coverage on some yeah. of that front. So are you looking for ambassadors or other people uh, outside of the Charlotte area too? Or Yeah, for sure. So what we're looking to do currently is just start small and then scale large. We want to you know, keep our mission statement and our foundation true to who we are and true to what our purpose is. And then, you know, being able to scale there, I don't want to lose sight of what the product has to offer. So as long as we keep it small and then gradually work to scaling the business, we won't have any issues with success. Awesome. Yeah. Well, again, thank you so much, Olivia, for coming on the show with us today. Yeah. And that sort of wraps up what time we had today for Plant Based thank on you Fire. For having me. Yeah, it was so great to learn about bamboo. And I hope you continue on your journey and come back and tell us all about these amazing successes soon. So, um, Thank you again, Olivia, for joining us and sharing your insights and experiences with our community. Until next time, everyone, we'll see you soon on Plant Based on Fire. So keep the fire burning. And that's a wrap for this episode of Plant Based on Fire. We hope you enjoyed learning about the innovative plant-based businesses we featured today and got inspired to support them on their journey. Remember, plant-based eating isn't just a trend. It's a way of life that benefits your health, the environment, and animals. By choosing plant-based foods, you're making a positive impact on the world and helping to create a better and more compassionate future. If you want to join the Real Men Eat Plants community and get even more resources to help you go and stay plant-based, check out our blog, podcasts, and 30-day challenge at realmeneatplants.com. Thank you for tuning in to Plant Based on Fire. Brought to you by Real Men Eat Plants. Head over to Apple Podcast and give us a review and let us know what you think of this episode. Don't forget to tag us at Plant Based on Fire when you share this episode in your preferred social media. Wish to be a guest? We need to know about your plant-based business. Email us at pbof at realmeneatplants.com. We love hearing from our listeners. Thank you to our guests and to you, our listeners, for your support and see you next time.